so I might as well start, yeah? Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of A Wonderful World of Football Shirts with me, Richard Critchlow, and with the wonderful Mark Stern. Say hello, Mark Stern. Hello everybody. How are you, Richard? Yeah, I'm good. I'm in a good mood. The sun is shining. Um, football's coming back soon, so I'm quite happy. What about yourself? Pretty good. Yeah, can't complain. Uh, yeah, been out doing a bit of exercise, feeling good. Still pretty cold over here, but um, but yeah, generally feeling positive. I can tell you've been doing some exercise. I saw your guns just now as you were stretching, and like boom. <laughs> I did do I did do a little weights uh, session just before we came on today, so I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> right, do you know what? Enough with this idle chit chat of ours. We have got so much to discuss in today's podcast, uh, and um, I'm just going to kick it off. Let's go. With uh, some feedback from last week's episode. If you remember, we talked about the Newcastle away kit, the yellow on yellow. Um, and to be honest, it was met with pretty much the same reaction. Uh, everyone, not many people liked it. However, I have a, per- a friend of mine, who um, Rob, who is a massive Newcastle fan, and he likes it. Um, we'll tweet out a picture of the hat that he bought, which is in exactly the same style as the away kit, uh, yellow on yellow stripes. And I asked him why, and his reasoning was that he liked it because it was an Adidas kit, so it was made very well, which I think both you and I, as fans of both Wolves and Arsenal, whose kits are being made by Adidas now, you can attest to the quality of Adidas kits are of a higher standard than that of Puma, which they're being made by now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so that was the first thing. And then the second point he made is actually one that another Newcastle fan has touched upon, is that they love the kit for the season it represented. Not necessarily because it's a nice kit, but, you know, they... Um, did they go up through the playoffs? I think in that year, or did they got promoted? Did they got, I think they won. Least... I think they won the league. I think they won the league that year. Okay, apologies, they're Newcastle fans. They won the league that year, so the the memory they have of that shirt is uh, a positive one, as opposed to them liking the shirt because it's a nice shirt. Yeah, I will add to that as well by um, a, a buddy of mine, Mark, who I was talking to, a very big Newcastle fan, had the same sentiment about it thinks it's kind of a thinks it's kind of a horrible shirt but um but the, the yeah as you say like the the memories that get flooded back from seeing it are generally positive and he was talking actually about you mentioned in the last um in the last episode the 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 friendly against Leighton Orient the 6-0 or the 6-1 or something and he was saying that that was a really although that was like obviously right before the season that was actually a huge a momentous occasion for them to go through that because they have players like um, like Joey Barton and Kevin Nolan who basically just said in the, in the dressing room, if you're not going to be here, then fuck off, essentially. And, <laughs> and that's why they obviously got their stuff together right before the season had even started. Um, 
and obviously they they won the league. Um, they won the league. But yeah, th- this this hat that your friend sent through, yeah, it's it's um, it's like a bucket hat, isn't it? Is that what they call it? A bucket. It's completely, completely. It's um, yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> no, well, do you know what? He loves it, and I think the other thing, the point he made is that he liked it more because other people hated it. Yeah. And took it as a personal representation of Newcastle United at the time. Like, people hate us, I like it more. Which will lead me on to, really quickly, listen to this. Oh, it's correspondence. Our first ever email. Our first ever email. Um, I am just reading it from the computer. That noise effect was me twiddling my notepad. I am trying to save the planet by not printing unnecessarily. And um, I am going to read it verbatim, if you will allow me. Please. It's an email from Reese, who has been in contact with us before via Twitter to show us a Fulham shirt that we discussed. So he says, even though the Newcastle shirt you featured on your recent episode seems to be nothing more than an experiment to combine the two worst possible shades of yellow <laughs> into one awful kit, the jersey does hold a little bit of sentimentality for me. I had taken a few friends down to Craven Cottage for a harrowingly drab uh, nil-nil between my beloved Fulham and the visiting Sunderland. If memory serves, it was around 2010, which meant it would have been a case of hard-working and talented Fulham, team playing an attractive football but failing to get the better of a dull Steve Bruce-helmed side from the northeast. Imagine that. Imagine that, yeah. yeah. So the Putney end was, as ever, a sea of black and white shirts, which we have to point out is Fulham fans, not Newcastle fans. Um, until the last few minutes of the second half when my friend Rob, who is the guy I've been talking about, we are all friends, decided to discard his jacket and reveal the banana and custard abomination of a toon shirt. A dyed-in-the-wool Newcastle supporter who had come in the hope of seeing his rivals lose, Rob was placing all his hopes on a last-minute Clint Dempsey free kick to seal all three points. As our American talisman struck the ball, Rob rose from his seat, arms outstretched, a lone yellow angel of the north in a desert of still-seated, cold and bored grayscale Fulham fans. The strike was hard and true, but the net did not ripple. The ball instead skimmed off the top of the bar, continued its trajectory right into the chest of the Geordie lunatic, (laughs) knocking the wind out of him and back into his seat. (laughs) A terrible game, an even worse shirt, but a memory I shall always cherish. Brilliant. That's just brilliant. I like the idea that the ball just spotted this really bright yellow person just aimed right for him. He couldn't have had more of a perfect shot. Amazing. That reminds me a lot of um, of a story from maybe about 2012 or 13 of, you probably, maybe you don't remember it, but it's um, Tottenham played a game against a Norwegian team called Tromso and uh, there was a, a girl in the crowd in the Tromso section who wore an Arsenal shirt because she was an Arsenal fan living in London but she was from Tromso so went to the game and I think she got like really like <laughs> they spotted her on TV and they, they it's loads of people did like interviews with her afterwards and she was like oh I didn't realise it would cause so much like anger among the like Tottenham fans she was like yeah I got like a lot of horrible messages about it but just hilarious I don't think Rob ever needed horrible messages because he just got hit by a football so yeah true I mean you know you don't not want to get hit by a football I was always quite obsessed with when I when I used to go to Arsenal um at Highbury 
really obsessed with the idea of catching the ball. I don't know if this was the same for you. I like every, we never, I'd never, never caught the ball. The ball never came near us because we used to sit in the, the upper tier East stand. But every game I'd just be like, I really hope the ball comes to me today. And it never did. I think a couple of times it came close, but yeah, I'm not so sure about getting like absolutely spanked, uh, spanked with the ball. I actually have, do have a quick story on that actually. Um, First of all, I do go to the cricket quite a lot during the summer, and even when you are sat right at the back, there is always a fear of because that's a hard ball. There is a fear now that these cricketers are so good at like slogging the ball. There is a genuine fear of always having to be on alert for that ball coming. But the story I have to say is um, a few years ago. There, I, I want to prerequisite this. Uh, I talked about my brother-in-law Ben being a Orient fan. And there is a kit that I want to talk about in the next few weeks that is an Orient kit. Um, but this was during this time that uh, he took me to a couple of their games. And we sat behind the goal. Now, um, Brisbane Road is relatively small compared to bigger grounds, so you're never too far away from the action. We sat behind the goal, um, just to the left of the left-hand post. So we're just outside the post. and. During this game, Leighton Orient win, but there was a moment when the shot, a shot came in, and it's coming straight for me and Ben. This is brilliant. This is like this is what this is what you're dreaming of, right? Catching the ball. The goalkeeper of me stands up, and the ball comes to me, and I punch the ball. Sadly, I didn't really make great connection with the ball, and I managed to punch the ball directly downwards onto the little boy who was sitting on the row in front. The ball hits him on the head, he falls off his chair. <laughs> Thankfully, he's not too hurt, but I am absolutely aghast by what just happened. Um, it are, you more embarrassed, are you more embarrassed by the fact that you didn't connect properly or that you just punched a boy in the, in the, in the head? <laughs> I quite literally punched the ball a boy, yeah. Um, <laughs> I then also have um, oh well, I have another memory of that. I think it was like um, a few minutes later. Then I saw one of the best goals I've ever seen live. When from the kind of like the other side of the goal, like the right hand side, they a volley from outside the penalty area, and it, it was like it was coming towards me, and then curled back in towards the the post, and it was a, a delicious goal. That was my story of the time I nearly caught the ball at Orient. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as a keeper you've got to do better, but I always do get annoyed. You know when you sometimes see when the ball goes in the crowd and someone tries to head head it back or like, you know, or what also really annoys me about that is when... um, is when they don't give the ball back and there's like that one idiot who like throws it like backwards up the stand. That really annoys me. (laughs) Okay, well, on the subject of yellow shirts... Um, do you want to tell me what shirt you're wearing today? Yeah, it's um, so I saw on Twitter the um, the the person who runs the Bundesliga boxes account um, gave them a follow, and they um, they wanted to share some um, they wanted to shine some light on the fact that today is World Down Syndrome Day, um, and the like official kind of colours for that campaign are yellow and blue. So they wanted people to get um, to wear whatever yellow or blue football shirts they had. 
Um, so today I'm wearing, as requested by Addicts and the Eisen on Twitter, who's a uh, who's a Charlton and Union Berlin fan, uh, requested that I wore this one, which is my uh, Carlisle United uh, away shirt from four or five years ago, I think. Um, Backstory is that my girlfriend's family are all Carlisle United fans. Uh, she went up to visit her grandparents one weekend, went to a game, went to the club shop and picked this up. I think it cost about a fiver. It was, uh, I think it was already last season's shirt from then. So, um, so yeah, I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing, wearing this one today. I, oh, as we've previously discussed, I do have a lot of yellow football shirts. This one I haven't worn in a long time. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I'm wearing. And what that's about? I wouldn't say it was a classic, which is probably why you don't wear it that often. No, but uh, it was a gift, and I like it, and I like uh, I like kind of supporting a. I guess I sort of support them now by association. That's and it's quite nice to uh, to have a another team to follow. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's nice. Good. And and you're wearing today. Ah oh, well, um, I don't have many yellow or blue football shirts so uh, the closest I got was this season's wool strip which is it's as nice. close to yellow as I could do yeah, I'm, I'm standing it's... in the light so it looks quite <laughs> looks yeah quite <laughs> it's close enough it's definitely close enough okay so I really want to quickly move on and talk about something else which I uh, noticed in today's uh, in last week's uh, news is the collaboration between Arsenal and 424 clothing um, yep. This came out last week or the week before to say that Arsenal will have a training range uh, of 424 branded clothing, which in collaboration with Adidas and Arsenal. So for those that don't know what it's doing, uh, 424 clothing are a brand that are predominantly neutral colours or just block colours. And then they have a, a red rectangle with the numbers 424 written on them on it like in a kind of uh yeah 424 on it that's that'll do um and so teaming up with arsenal what they've done and they have incorporated this season's arsenal shirt the design pattern shall we say on the home strip and have turned it black and they've made training kits out of it and then underneath the adidas logo they have the 424 red rectangle with 424 in on it that was available to purchase i looked at it i didn't see the point in the collaboration because i just i still don't get the marketing of marketing as many different football uh, kits to buy i don't get that but what did interest me is watching the north london derby last week arsenal were wearing it to warm up in yeah. however i did notice and then did find out later that they weren't actually wearing the ones that you can buy because the Premier League have a rule that you can't have um, more than one clothing brand represented on your strip. So they couldn't have the 424 logo. So you'll notice if you watch it back when they're warming up, Arsenal are just wearing this 424 Arsenal collaboration, but instead of it saying 424, it's just a red rectangle, which is neither interesting, well, it isn't that interesting, but it kind of goes on to what you were talking about last week with the Dubai kit yeah, and these interesting weird rules uh, and that selection of 424 branded clothing would probably be highly sought after because they probably only had like 
16 or so because one for each player yeah yeah it's interesting I didn't notice that maybe I have to um, go back and watch the game again uh, and maybe try and live through the excitement one more time um, but yeah the, 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 they bought out a load of stuff and they bought out like socks and like a duffel bag and stuff like that the shirt is actually really nice though it's, it's the, as you say it's the like chevron almost like chevron design in black with the red with the red logo it's pretty cool it was it was very expensive it was an expensive range the like shirt i think was like 80 or 90 quid like the the bag which i was like kind of interested in but the bag was like 120 quid or something yeah um but yeah i did um yeah i did like it i did like it quite a lot but i didn't notice yeah i did, definitely didn't notice the difference in the in the warm-up range that they were wearing i mean it's only people like me that are a bit obsessive of these things that notice it but it actually reminded me that one of the reasons why I brought it up is because it does kind of coincide with last week's discussion about designers making football kits on this occasion obviously it's training tops but still yeah yeah I like it over to you you want to say something uh, yeah I have a few pieces of like small and newsy type things that I just wanted to sort of raise that I saw this week so first of all, which we tweeted out um, yesterday, I think it was, um, shout out to my friend Nick, who is a Blackburn fan, who always tweets me whenever Arsenal are playing Blackburn in some capacity, whether it's the women's, whether it's the under 18s, the reserves, the first team, always tweets me, messages me about the time that Blackburn knocked Arsenal out of the FA Cup. So shout out to Nick. Um, but we were talking about the Arsenal-Blackburn under-18s game that happened earlier on in the week. Arsenal won 3-1. Thank you very much. Um, and I saw on Twitter a couple of days ago that Arsenal were wearing a kit um, that we don't wear very often. It was Obviously, it was our home kit, so red shirt with red socks, but we were wearing it with the red shorts as well. And at first glance, I was like, it didn't look like Arsenal because it's like you're so your brain is so in tune to red, white, red or red, white and white socks. And this was an all red number. And actually it was like it's actually quite nice. And I sort of felt a bit weird for like really liking it because it just looked so different but familiar all at the same time. Um yeah, I mean, like, I think we, we did actually touch on that in, the, I think, maybe the first or second podcast that we did. And I personally, I wouldn't say I don't like it, but it was so un-Arsenal that I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, it, it looked yeah. cool, I'm not going to lie, but it just didn't look like Arsenal to me. And that's that's where I think some teams need to realise, you just, just wear your away kit. Yeah. Yeah, so... The other thing, um, the other thing that I um, that I was quite keen to talk about that I saw actually in the game last night. The we're recording this on Sunday, I should say. So last night was the FA Cup game between Everton and Man City, and I don't know if you saw Everton's or have seen Everton's goalkeeper's shirt for this yep. season. They're like green with the I don't even know how you describe it, like sound waves or something like that. The like yeah. line heartbeat think, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, the, the best way to describe it would be like a, a heart monitor when you're in hospital. Yeah, and, like, and it measures like that, and it does. It does look like that. It's wicked. It's really cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I really thought it was different. It's always nice when you see a different brand come up with a different you goalkeeper shirt, like with Adidas, or uh, with Adidas um, and Nike. 
all the goalkeepers are wearing just a different colour of the same goalkeeper shirt. So mm. Leno wears grey a lot of the time, right? Um, mm -hmm. Ruben Patricio for Wolves wears exactly the same but in green. So there's no difference there. So when you do see um, a different goalkeeper shirt make an appearance, then you're like, oh, that's quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we talked about goalkeeper shirts being slightly different in a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I just saw that and thought, that's very different. It's a pattern that I've never really seen before. Um, so so quite like it. <clears throat> and the one other thing that I saw this week, obviously because I'm an Arsenal fan, that there was like the leaks of our new kits for next season that came out. And the home kit is sort of like a red with blue trim. It's quite nice. I think it's like a throwback to our 2000, 2001 kit, I think. But the away shirt, which um, which I sent, which I, I've sent you a picture of, is really interesting because it's rumoured to ditch the actual Arsenal badge and just replace it with the cannon. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. I quite like it. I think it's, it's sort of so, different. It's more modern, I guess. At first glance... Um... It's a paler yellow. Yeah. I think um, for those who are as nerdy as me, that pale yellow seems to match the yellow trim that you've got on some of your training gear this season. Mm, yeah. The, uh, the, but what, first of all, the first thing I noticed is the blue and red trim on the uh, sleeve. Mm -hmm. That is that's lovely. And you're right, it's just a cannon rather than the badge. And at first glance, it does kind of make it look like one of those... Um, unbranded shirts you buy you know mm. instead of it being an Arsenal shirt and you don't want to pay 65 quid for a retro Arsenal shirt you buy a, a shirt from a company that just make a red with white sleeves and it's called like the Canon. yeah yeah the <laughs> yeah and Wolves be the wolf and it'll be a picture of you know a wolf but not obviously a Wolves logo but it does look quite smart and it it's um it's kind of like reining it back. It's not all busy. It is yeah. just what it is. It's simple but effective. Oof. Say that again. <laughs> it's simple but effective. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Have you got any other sort of like newsy bits that you want to talk about? I do. Um, oh, I do, yeah. Um, it's actually fair to say as well that now is the time that we could probably talk about different shirts each week because lots of different shirts are being leaked at the moment and a lot of different clubs are releasing shirts. Um, I know that you said that there aren't many uh, shirts spotted in Berlin at the moment because of how cold the weather is. Yeah. But I've taken it upon myself to keep an eagle eye out. And dear listeners, if you are um, listening and you want to kind of get involved with the show we're at, at shirts pod on instagram and twitter then let us know if you spot a football shirt that looks slightly out of place in where you are mine this week was i was driving through streatham which is near where i live and on the high street i saw a scotland away kit from 1990 now we oh. will attach a picture of this on twitter or instagram because it's so hard to describe, but it is effectively pink, purple, turquoise, and I think it's navy blue in rectangles Gosh. and chevrons all mixed together. It is psychedelic. <laughs> I'm just going to pull up a picture of it now so I can get a, an idea of what you're talking about. I presume 
by your wonderful descriptions that it's this one here that almost does it also look a bit like a fruit salad um it doesn't have yellow or am i looking ah uh, okay i see yeah this is the one yeah it's it's very 90s isn't it do you remember those um 3d pictures that you used to have to stare at for ages before an image used to come out of it yeah yeah that's what it looks like I feel like if I stare at this shirt for long enough, I'll see, like, a vase. <laughs> or a football. Uh, or, you know, those ones where it's like, what number can you see? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So you saw someone just walking around, walking um, around in this. As a fashion, I'm pretty sure it was kind of as a fashiony kind of thing because yeah. they had a denim jacket over the top. But it was so obvious to see that it was a Scotland football shirt. That it was just like... Very oh, cool. Wow like it like it a lot good spot very good spot yeah at least they weren't running in it like that savage from last week <laughs> oh yeah um got so much more to discuss but i think i can save it for next week um oh no i've got one question one question that i wanted to ask you really quickly yeah um i've been watching a bit of football recently and managers and it made me think i know it's not really football kit related but mark if you were a football manager what would you wear? Because managers like to wear suits, they like to wear the training gear. Uh, some like to wear, you know, they've got special looks, like they wear the gilet. Yeah. Kind of like Tim Shearwood did. But uh, what, 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 would, what kind of manager would you think you'd be and what would you wear? Yeah, I absolutely love this question. I, 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 I and, and there are some things that have happened quite recently that are on this topic that have really annoyed me. I would be a suit guy, I think, because you're the manager. You're like, you have to be the, you have to be the smartly dressed. You're the one in charge. Um, you're, you know, you're, you're the person, you're the thinker. You're the, you're the one who's in charge. And so for that reason, I would wear a suit. I respect the, the guys who wear, you know, the, I think it, it would, I, uh, let me backtrack slightly. It would either be a suit or it would be some training gear. I, I'm not a huge fan of managers who wear kind of like more casual clothes. And that will bring me on to the thing that I really disliked from last season's FA Cup semi-final. So the FA Cup semi-final and the FA Cup final are very, very important time you know days in the footballing calendar i've been brought up with you know there's certain traditions around arsenal and arsenal typically doing quite well in the fa cup and the fa cup being a competition that you know the oldest football competition in the world right so it commands respect and you respect yeah. the competition and in last season's fa cup semi-final between arsenal and man city which arsenal won thank you very much pep guardiola turned up at the cup semi-final wearing like a hoodie and a pair of jeans and a pair of like white trainers or something very casual and it's like show some respect for the occasion and show some respect for the for you know the for the competition that you're competing in so i hated that and i'm so glad we beat them because of that so in answer to your question i would probably <laughs> 9 times out of 10 be a suit guy yeah. And maybe on the odd occasion, be a be a a, a club tracksuit guy, but never a, never ever ever a just like casual 
guy. Okay, that's fair enough. Sorry, I went a bit passionate there. I don't really know why. That got a bit like, I'm like riling myself up a bit. I like it. I really like it. It's it's one of those really weird way, reasons why we don't want a team to win. I don't want this team to win because the manager's wearing jeans. I think it's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> That just shows um, some respect, I'm man. Have a think about mine. Yeah, I'm gonna have a think about mine, and maybe you can ask me next week. Okay. All right. You I, need a bit I literally of time to just thought of the it. question. I just thought of the question. I didn't think about the answer. I love right, it. I so, think it's such um, a great question. <laughs> let's crack on with uh, the reason why these people want to listen to us talk. Um, the shirts that we love, or as it was last week, the shirts we don't like. Um, I'm going to start with you. What uh, football shirt have you brought to the table this week? Okay, I was inspired by your um, by your shirt last week, actually, um, and inspired by you choosing a shirt that you didn't like. And so I've gone for another shirt to put into the uh, football shirt Hall of Shame, I think. And that is the, um, and I'm probably going to butcher the names, I think they're Spanish. I'm guessing it's Loja or Loya. Uh, but I think most people will know the shirt as the shirt with the shrimps on it, um, I guess is the best way to describe it. And it's that shirt in particular I dislike because like it's actually kind of gross to look at. Um, it's like sort of disgusting, just a load of like, raw prawns or like shrimps or whatever they are just like on a football shirt okay um, so for the benefit of everybody it, uh, the, the shirt that mark's talking about is a white shirt that has a blue round neck collar a blue trim on the sleeves and then i mean the badge is in the middle and the sponsor the the kit maker is in the middle and then the bottom half of the shirt has the sponsor, which is Apollo, and it seems to be a fish or shark kind of worked into the logo. But then yeah. the kit itself has one, about one, two, three, about, about four or five prawns. Just cooked prawns. Are the they shirt. even cooked though? They look raw. They look like they've just been like plucked out of the sea. I think raw I can't really tell. A, I think raw ones are a bit more darker and uh, translucent right but I mean it's it's literally a photo of prawns it's not like a drawing of prawns it's a photo of prawns yeah it's there's so much that's that's horrible about it and I think what I will say is that I don't like this shirt for those reasons but it's more widely around what I will call as like novelty kits so you know like the tuxedo kit which um which is quite a quite a famous or infamous one and like the one that we tweeted that we put on Instagram a couple of um, a couple of days ago the the the, the kit from CD Lugo the like beer the beer kit I think they're sponsored by like Australia or something and it's these kind of like novelty kits that are just like, uh, I don't know, I just can't really get on board with it. Like I've got a couple more up here, and this the the the, the team with the shrimp kit also had a a kit with um like muscle like the body muscles. Uh, so like yeah. it's sort of like a, a body has been like skinned and it's just muscles. 
there's just no place for that on a football pitch. I have to question the reason behind the decision. So, with the kit that you started on, um, I did a little bit of research on it, and I think the the sponsor is Apollo, who is a fish company or a seafood company, and shrimp prawn, whatever it is, are quite popular within that region. So there is a certain justification behind it. However, however garish the kit is, mm. but I can't think for one second that a, a team is really famous for its muscles <laughs> as in <laughs> body parts you know yeah they only have players like Adama Traore playing for them it's just like you have to be like absolutely ripped to play for that for that team the, the other reason why I like prawns and like seafood is a bit of a touchy subject for me is that I got quite unwell when I was on holiday a few months ago and that, so that maybe it's like I'm still like kind of scarred by the like <laughs> seafoodness, and maybe like in a couple of weeks or months or years time, I'll actually be like, oh, actually, I'm back onto back onto seafood now, so I'm I'm back into it. But <laughs> maybe I'm just like slightly scarred by that experience. I love it. The fact you don't like a team slash kit because <laughs> you were once ill from eating prawns. I like it. <laughs> But come on, I mean, look at them. Like they're so they, they they're just so horrible. Like they're so like there's so much stuff like hanging off them, and like their black eyes. Like oh, it's just freaky. And they and we'll tweet a picture of it, obviously, but they don't look yeah. edible. Um, and the season after that, they had a fiftieth anniversary special edition kit. If that wasn't special enough, um, <laughs> it's almost an identical shirt. However, they replaced the shrimp or prawns with donuts glazed ring donuts which did make it look a little bit better but still um, I think it kind of like it just it freaks me out a bit because of how accurate the images are they're not an artistic representation of something that's local to that community yeah. like um, do you remember a few seasons oh, a long time ago now 90s Man United had that kit. I want to say like around the '94 time, and it had Old Trafford in the background. Yeah, the blue one. No, it was a red one. Oh, was that? Maybe. Oh. Yeah, they had a red kit. I remember Steve Bruce wearing it, and the it, it it had pretty much Old Trafford in the background, and it was obviously it wasn't Old Trafford as a picture of it. It was just kind of the details of it within the kit and I think later a few seasons ago they had a grey one and they had the uh, image of the statue outside Old Trafford um, yeah and those things are artistic representations of those things in the kit and you can kind of get behind that yeah yeah and we also talked about the Spurs kit last week with the like background design i guess that's on a similar sort of vein but but yeah this th these prawns are like just too like too realistic it's just it's so off-putting it's savage mate it's just absolutely savage it's, it's horrible <laughs> yeah and the thing is um you'll see more and more of these uh gimmicky kits going around um and it does remind me of um, Wolves back in the 90s we did have a, 
a kit that was it was old gold but it had tire prints on it or you know skid marks from tires because we were sponsored by Goodyear so that's a sponsor having an influence on a kit um, and there is a team I think from Yorkshire I, th I want to say it's Beedale AFC who are sponsored by Heck Sausages and all their kits are sausage related so uh, I think the goalkeeper kit is looks like a man wearing an apron uh, the home kit is effectively a hot dog and yeah I mean they'll they'll never be a classic football shirt but they'll always be there as that gimmick that people will want to buy into yeah they have like I guess cult status right and that's why like these sorts of shirts like the prawn shirt the beer shirt the tuxedo shirt and all the other ones they'll always be almost like collector's pieces I guess because they're so rogue and pe I mean I can't think that anyone like seriously actually likes that shirt but more so probably likes the idea of it um, but yeah for me it's a no it belongs in the hall of shame it should never be seen again until I can stomach prawns then then maybe we can bring it back but <laughs> the funny thing is though like some of these gimmicky kits like do pull it off and are will go down as classics I think there's a uh, a Coventry City kit from last season or the season before they released one it was like white and black um Oh yes, it was to record. It was to commemorate Two Tone record label. Um, it's a gimmicky kit, and it's uh, to celebrate forty years of the city's legendary Two Tone record label. Um, it's kind of like very kind of scar inspired, mm. madness inspired football kit. And again, we'll put a picture of it out for everyone to see. And again, it's a gimmick because it's a, it recognizes something within the city, but. As a flip side to the tuxedo and to the prawns, it actually stands up really well to the, I think, to a, a classic kit. Yeah, I'll be interested to know from some of our listeners if there are any of these sorts of like gimmicky novelty kits that they that they do like and what they like about them and. Um, maybe if there's some that we haven't touched on that also belong in the Hall of Shame, then to let us know. So obviously you can uh, tweet us and send us a message on Instagram at shirtspod. And mm. then our email address is... wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com. Boom, I've remembered it this time. We look forward to some lovely emails. Um, it does... It makes me think, actually, what we need to do at some point is instead of doing our normal podcast we just need to do a gimmick football shirt podcast just one or yeah. two like in fact maybe we could have it as specials because we'll just talk about them because everyone want, wants to talk about it but it's not ever a shirt that i would class as a classic but it's worth discussing because i know there's been a simpsons shirt there's been yeah. um a star wars one there's been uh one that instead of being muscles it's veins running through the body there's uh yeah that f a famous one in ireland where they had a picture of bob marley but then had to take the picture of bob marley off because it turned out they only bought the image from the internet they just didn't buy the rights to use it they just bought the image <laughs> uh 
Um, oh and so a couple gosh. of them got sold, but they had to kind of re- retract it. Um, mm. So I think there's kind of that's something we could maybe think about recording later. In which, again, as you've said already, if fans of the show can think of some novelty gimmicky football kits, then do tweet us in, email us in, DM us on Instagram because the more we get, the better we can go through as many as we can. Most definitely. Yeah, so I haven't got a huge amount else to say about the um the prawn the prawn slash shrimp slash seafood monster shirt. Um other than that it's it kind of makes me feel a bit funny looking at it and talking about it. So so let's let's stop talking about it because again it's not an appetizing picture of prawns it is there's nothing nice looking about it so let's get it off our screens let's move it away and let's talk about my shirt which yes um i wouldn't say it was gimmicky at all but it's definitely one that stands out a lot so um do you want to describe it for me uh, yes, I would love to. It's um, it's pink primarily. Um, it's a Juventus shirt. Probably tempted to say around two thousand and nine, ten ish, maybe a bit earlier. Um, you're, so you're, you're you're quite good at this. It's actually the two thousand eleven, two thousand and twelve. Okay, so not far off. Um, is this when they were like? When they'd been like relegated for match fixing, or where where were they in this in this time? They were in Syria. Ah, okay, fine. So the, so the shirt is pink, um, and it's got um, it's obviously got the Juve badge in the corner, made by Nike. Um, but the main uh, the main standout feature is this huge um, black star that kind of gets like calf at the top and on the sides it's almost like the star is actually too big for the shirt um but it's this like thick black star that um that comes yeah basically across the the whole thing um it's an interesting pick um i quite like it you don't see a lot of pink football shirts do you so uh no uh you don't and you're right uh there's something about this kit um particularly this pink kit which is, um, it's garish, but in a nice way. And I believe there have been previous teams that have worn pink and have got away with it, but there's something about Juventus that could get away with wearing this because it's not a, 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 nice, a salmon-y pink. It's very, it's very bold, it's very brash. And the fact that this star they've got on the shirt isn't... It isn't even central. It's just off to the the right, so it's a very odd place star. And so, um, yeah, it's it's really kind of odd. Um, it does turn out that this was the last kit that Alessandro Del Piero wore. Uh, he played his last game for Juventus in that kit. So I think for Juventus fans, it has a lot of special memories. Um, I've seen pictures of it. They originally got paired with black shorts and black socks, and it does look nice. However. A few games they played, they had to wear white shorts and white socks, which uh, does not look as nice. But um, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is because I guess there is only one team that could wear that. And also, there is a bit of history involved. Um, I don't know if you're aware, maybe our listeners are, and I'm probably dumbing it down a bit, but as far as I'm aware, Juventus 
used to wear pink. That used to be their kit. And so um, I believe there was a Juventus player um, who got in contact with some of his friends uh, back in England uh, because they needed a new kit. And uh, Notts County gave them their black and white striped kit. And so from then on, it became Juventus's kit. And every so often, they bring back the pink as a homage to their original uh, kits. Um, I think their most recent away kit is also pink. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they've got a few of them dotted through history. That's really interesting. I didn't know... I, I knew... I was very familiar with the Notts County story and how they got their black and white stripes. I didn't really know, I didn't know they were pink before that, though. That's... um That makes a bit more sense as to why some of their previous away kits have been um have been pink the thing that i it, it, this shirt's really funny actually because normally the fact that the star is so big and that it like kind of cuts off at the side and at the top and at the bottom normally that kind of thing would really annoy me and really bug me as a from a design point of view it's not complete but for some reason on this shirt it, it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really bug me that much. I agree with you that so you, there are two pictures here that I've got one with the black with the black shorts black socks, which there's an element of consistency there because of the black star. Yeah, it looks more complete. Whereas with the with the home shorts with the white shorts and the white socks, it just doesn't look right. There's something about it that doesn't fit. Um, that doesn't fit so well. But I mean, I guess any 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 kit that sort of Pirlo and Del Piero wears probably they probably make it look all right, given the fact that they're such stylish men. But yeah, do you know what? You hit the nail on the head there, and exactly why it's something that I wanted to talk about because, for all intents and purposes, this kit is not nice. You know, it's it's a bright pink that is a, a sort. It is it's. I've said it already, it's garish on the eyes. It's it's very one that takes your focus. Um, it's a star that is off-centre and not complete, so there are bits missing of it. Yet still, in its simplicity, and the team that are wearing it, and the players that are wearing it, make it something that I want to own. Mm. It looks wicked in the long sleeve as well. Yes. I've got to say. Does yeah, the good picture in the long sent, there's, there's a couple of them wearing long sleeves and you're just like, oof. I think as well, like, I mean, it's only 2011, 2012, so nearly 10 years ago. But I think that kit would still work today. It has a, apart from the star, it has a very simplistic style about it, very simplistic yeah. look about it, which means that I don't think it would be an of its time kit it, mm. I think it would still be something that you'd wear today yeah I think it falls into that category of some of the reason some of the shirts that I've bought some of the later the later Arsenal shirts that I've bought specifically this season's away kit the white one is that it falls in for me it falls into that category of being like kind of horrible in the way that as you say like the star's not complete it's it's there's something not quite right about it but it 
for for sort of the reasons why you don't like it is almost the reasons why you do like it and so i see what you mean it's um yeah it's a funny one um yeah as i say my my instincts are to tell me that i shouldn't like it and that it's not nice but there's something as the more i'm looking at it there's something about it that's like it's really drawing me in yeah um I mean, like I say, uh, I did do a little bit of research on that kit itself, and it turned out that that was the last kit that Del Piero wore when playing for Juventus. He retired wearing that shirt. So I don't know if that's another reason why it holds a special memory within the Juventus family. But again, uh, people that know me know that I like a bit of a pink shirt, pink trim. I don't know, I've had pink boots before. I'm not afraid to wear it. I think as a goalkeeper, you can get away with it more than you can an outfield player. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I really like it. And I sh- again, you're right, I shouldn't, but it's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, as I say, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. I don't think I'd actually ever really seen that before you sent it to me. It's, uh, it's um, yeah, it's one that maybe slipped through my radar, but good pick. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, those are both our shirts. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, mm, no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you can cut that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, on, okay, I've got a few little things um, that are kit-related. On the subject of Italian football shirts, I did see in the news that uh, Pirelli are ending their relationship with Inter Milan wow. uh, a long-standing sponsor of Inter Milan and something that maybe for people like you and I we've talked about this before shirt sponsors that are synonymous with the team yeah and Pirelli have been there as Inter Milan's sponsor for such a long time I can't think of a time when they weren't their sponsor mm. and therefore to see an Inter Milan kit with a different sponsor might be quite different, you know, quite interesting. Yeah, with that, I always used to get confused because um, I didn't really ever know what Pirelli was um, when I was a lot younger. Um, mm-hmm. And I always thought that um, this is actually really stupid, um, but I always really thought that they were sponsored by Ferrari and that it was like, I was always like, why is Ferrari spelt like that in on the shirt of Inter Milan? Obviously, because it's not Ferrari, but like, I don't know, you know, when you're like younger and you're just like, you don't really know anything. And I always used to think that they were sponsored by Ferrari. And I always used to be like, what, what, what is Pirelli? And then I got older, or like got like a bit older to realise that they weren't sponsored by Ferrari. But yeah, funny. That is quite odd, but yeah, I quite like it. It's one of those silly kind of... <laughs> things that you weren't sure about growing up I'm sure everyone's mm. got the different memories of or thought processes that were absolutely ridiculous now that you're older but at the time you were like well, that doesn't make sense yeah um, and it's, it actually kind of like makes me think more about uh, shirt sponsors and how they kind of represent a team at that time and mm. made me think I don't know if I've asked this question already but I will as an Arsenal fan, you're, you've been sponsored by JVC, Sega slash Dreamcast, and now Fly Emirates. 
and whilst I'm not going to ask, did it ever make you want to go fly Emirates? But mm. as a kid, did it make you want to buy something by JVC, or did it make you want to buy a Sega slash and or Dreamcast? Uh, the JVC was probably a bit young, but I do seem to recall we had JVC products at home. Um, but the one where I was probably old enough to make my own decisions about things, and I, I'd say probably Emirates is maybe a bit out of my my range in in terms of um, in terms of flights. But I did go with O2 when we were sponsored by O2 from um, between oh, two thousand yes. and uh, two thousand and three and two thousand and six, I think it was. Um, and the reason being was that they always used to give out SIM cards outside the ground. Um, they used to give out give out free SIM cards, so I did go. I did go for O two when I was with um, when Arsenal was sponsored by O two. But I mean, yeah, I guess that probably was a decision that was um, that was inspired by the fact that we were sponsored by them. Um, I remember we're first realizing that Goodyear were a tire sponsor. I remember being distraught when looking at my dad's car to see that our tires weren't Goodyear. Oh dear. My dad used to work for Goodyear as well, so I don't know why we didn't have them. Maybe it was a brand new car, so they just had the tires that came with it. But I was absolutely gutted that. And actually, it reminds me like my yeah, my dad worked for Goodyear. My dad worked for the company that sponsored Wolves, and that to me was so exciting. Mm. Yeah, that is exciting. Um, okay, I think we're running out of time. We yeah. could talk for another hour on this, but I know that you've got an Arsenal game to get to. Yeah, it's been a good week for Arsenal, actually. It's been a good week for us. Uh, beating Tottenham last week and then going through in the Europa League. So you hopefully we carry that on today. You beat your Olympiacos hoodoo. Yeah, exactly. Well, we still lost to them, actually. The last two times we played them at home, we've lost against them. But thankfully, we did enough in the first leg. So Nice. OK, well, um, that's it. I'm going to say it again. I said it last week. Um me and Mark really enjoy making this and as you can tell we can talk about this kind of stuff forever we are really grateful for everybody who's tuning in and listening um, again I'm not going to ask you to rate and subscribe because that doesn't really matter to us but I do enjoy the kind of social media interactions we have from people so if you do want to get involved or if you just want to say hi and get a shout out on the show just for, for fun then please do drop us a tweet at, at @shirtspod, um, Instagram DM on at @shirtspod, or email us at wonderfulfootballshirts at gmail.com and we'll be happy to read out whatever you post. If you've got a shirt, we'll happily talk about it. Or if you just want us to say hello, then we will because we really enjoy it. Absolutely. And I was just going to do one quick shout-out to both of us for going a full episode without mentioning the word sash. Oh, you absolutely. <laughs> See you next time. No, oh, bye everyone. <laughs> oh, what a way to end. <laughs>